Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 18th, 2022. I'm teaching a series right now entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. Put this in the chat. I am a success. Or you can put in the chat, I am a success going somewhere to succeed. As a born-again believer, I want you to know that not only did God save you from sin and from hell, but God also saved you for your purpose. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I want you to rest in God's finish work. We're going to learn how to rest. We're going to learn what it means. You know, I, I'm not one of those those teachers or preachers that's just going to say like, you know, high five your neighbor, say rest, rest, <laughs> you know, and, and then not teach you how to rest. No, I'm teaching you in this series how to actually enter into God's rest. Put it in the chat or say it out loud. I enter into God's rest. I'm learning how to rest from my own works. I'm learning how to not rely on me. Yesterday's message from a chat perspective uh, had one of the most, uh, uh, you know, the, the most chat messages going on while I was live from an activity perspective, because I believe that this, what I'm flowing in right now is just pertinent to a lot of people. People today, uh, they, they have so much on their plate and they're stressed out and they're taking on distressing anxiety and depression. They're battling thoughts of depression, uh, thoughts of fear and doubt and unbelief. They're struggling with even thoughts of suicide that become susceptible to the enemy. And all of this happens on the inside. That's why mental health is so dangerous because you could look great on the outside. You could go to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And then we find out that sister such and such killed herself on Tuesday night. And she was here every Sunday. Why? Because mental health, you, you have to prosper in your soul. You could be in a place where you're full of people. You, you could be in a room that's full of people and still feel lonely. You, you can have everybody telling you that you're beautiful and you're still on the inside. Don't see yourself that way. You can, you can have everybody telling you that, hey, I love you. And you feel like nobody loves you and, and you're disconnected because the enemy is going to attack your mind. But I want you to enter into God's rest so that all of those things can fall off of you. And that's why I'm teaching you. And I take my time to try to teach this thing uh, in a way that you can really get it. So the title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 42, Resting from your own works. Resting. Put it in the chat. I rest from my own works. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. Of course, I, I'm, it may mean I work harder than I've ever worked in my life, but I will be working and resting at the same time. Say this. I learn how to work and rest at the same time. I learn how to rest and work at the same time. While I'm working, I'm resting. And while I'm resting, I'm working. So I know how to do what God has called me to do. I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. I'm not relying on the arm of the flesh. My life is not about me. My life is all about him. So get ready to receive what God is about to release in your life on this Friday morning. All right, so as we're getting it ready for the word this morning, as I was just thinking about that, you know, I, I'm very thankful that God has called me to teach the word of God the way that he does. It's very easy for us as preachers to say, look at your neighbor and say, it's already done. High five somebody, say, it's already done. And then, you know, you get people excited, it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. You know, and that kind of thing. And that's cool. But then people leave and you say, Hey, it's already done. Hey, girl, it's already done. But they don't know how to apply that. They don't know how to actually 
Like, what does that mean? Like in my daily practice, what does that mean when I'm having a uh, more month than money? <laughs> or what does that mean when I'm dealing with a, a, a challenge with my children or with my marriage? What does that mean when the doctor says something that I didn't want to hear? All of that kind of stuff. What does that mean? Well, you got to learn how to rest from your own labor, or your own works. You got to w- work on not working. And so we've been learning this from Hebrews chapter four. Let me get into it. I like to teach in a way that like I'm building like every day. I'm just giving you a little bit more. And a lot of these things I keep driving home over and over and over again. Why? because it takes us a while to get it. This is part 42 in this series. And a lot of times, you know, we just don't get it in part one or part two or part three, but we're going to get it because I'm not going to give up until you get it. You got it. All right. So let's go. Uh, the foundational scriptures, uh, for this series, uh, I have three. Let me read those for you. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10. The Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe it. This Eternal life is a gift from God. You didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. You just received it. All you can do with a gift is receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. Say, I have nothing to boast about. What are you going to boast about? You didn't do anything. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation, a new people, so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So put it in the chat. I have work to do. I do have work to do because God called me to good works. There's some good works. Now, I'm not saved, I'm not saved by work but I'm saved for work. Grace does not come by work, but grace does come for work. And so I have work to do. Yeah, there's some things that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not going to sit back and be lazy. No, no, no. I'm not God. I'm not going to be one of those people that deals with a slack hand. No, I'm going to be diligent and focused and determined, get up every morning with a spring in my step and a smile in my, on my face and a song in my heart and God's peace in my spirit. And I'm ready to go on a daily basis. Why? Because God's grace is on me. Say amen to that. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him Christ Jesus because we're connected to Jesus. God made him Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself, and the Father made us right with him. Say, I am the righteousness of God. I'm the righteousness of God right now because of Jesus. So because of Jesus, I'm righteous. Because of Jesus, I have wisdom. Because of Jesus, the text says, I'm pure, I'm holy, I'm freed from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. Verse 31 says, therefore, if you're going to boast, you have to boast in him. It's all about him. Say, it's all about him. It's not about me. It's all about him. And then 2 Timothy 1 and 9, and I'm actually talking about 2 Timothy 1 and 9 a little bit today, but the Bible says God saved us and called us. Say this, say my calling is calling me. If you're saved, then your calling is calling you. Not only did God save you, but he saved you and called you. God saved us and called us with the holy calling so that your life could be about something that's bigger than just you. God saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So watch this. He gave me the purpose and a grace for the purpose. He gave me an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. I keep telling this to you every day so that you could get it. You got it? I want you to get it. Hebrews chapter four, we've been looking at verse one through 11. We've been walking through it. Let me read to you uh, verse 10 for today. Verse 10 says, God rested after he finished his work So everyone who enters God's place of rest will also have rest from their own work, just as God did. We got to learn how to rest from our own work and rest in God's finished work. So what does this mean for you today? On this Friday morning, I actually have five things to share with you. As I get into these five things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions and lock in. You ready? I have five things. Number one, here we go. 
As believers, we must learn to rest in the finished work of God. If something is already done, then we can rest in it. So put it in the chat. I rest in God's finished work. But I'm going to teach you what that means. So I already covered the fact that God rested from creation on the seventh day, six days. So he made everything uh, in five days. And then on the sixth day, he created us, mankind. And on the seventh day, he rested. So God made creation, uh, God made creatures, and then God made creators. You and I, we are creators like God. We're created in the image and the likeness of God. God is a creative God and we are creative people. And so we're the only creative animals on this planet that, that, that create like God creates. And so he made creation, he made creatures, and then he made creators to, to rule over everything that's us. And then on the seventh day, he rested. He didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was finished, right? He rested because he was done. And so you got to learn how to understand when something's done, it's already done. You can rest in it. Jesus rested when he completed his mission to the earth. I shared this with you yesterday. Jesus left heaven. He came to the earth so that we can go there. And so he came to the earth. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. Uh, he paid the penalty for what Adam did in the garden. He delivered mankind from sin and death. He died for our sins. He rose from the dead. He ascended up into heaven. He, and then he sat down. He's seated at the right hand of God, the Father of the Almighty. He's, he is coming back again in glory to judge the living and the dead. But for right now, he sat down. Why? He didn't sit down because he was tired. He sat down because his mission was completed. It was MC, mission complete, right? It was done. He, he, he sat down and rested because he was done. It was finished. And you got to learn how when something, when God says something to you that's already done, it has to be already done. You got to learn how to rest in it. Not like, oh God, are you really going to do this? Oh God, when is it going to happen? Oh God, please God, can you please do what you said? Oh God, no, you have to learn how to rest in what's already been provided. The reason why I keep driving home this point is because when you learn to discern something that's already done, then in your life, you have to believe that it's already done. The Father's not looking for you to earn anything or like work for it or to deserve it. Okay, let me just use salvation as an example. Um, God provided eternal life through Jesus. That's already done. All you could do now is just receive it. If you try to work for eternal life or you try to deserve eternal life, you're not discerning the fact that it's already done. Like there's nothing you can do to earn eternal life. Eternal life is a gift and all you could do is just receive it. So Jesus paid for your salvation with the blood, with his own blood, with his own life. So where salvation is concerned, all you can do is receive a gift. Why? Because you have to learn how to rest in the finished work of Jesus, where salvation is concerned. And so if that's true, and it is, 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says that God saved us and called us with the holy calling. He didn't do this based on our own works or our performance. He did it based on his purpose and grace. So if you're trying to work for God's approval, you're wasting your time. Look at me. I, let me I'm trying to help you. If you're trying to work for God's approval, oh God, let me do this so God can love me. Let me do this so God can like me. Let me do this so God can bless me. Let me do this. No, stop. If you're working for God's approval, you're wasting your time because you're already approved. Put in the chat. Say, I'm already approved. I'm already, I don't know about you, but I'm God's favorite. I'm already the one that God loves, right? right? So he, there's nothing I can do to make God love me more than he loves me. I'm already the one that, God's lo that God loves. So if you're trying to earn God's approval, you're wasting your time and your efforts are futile. You must learn how to rest in what God already called you to do. You don't work or perform to get God to move. Let me help you out. So this is the chessboard of your life. 
God already planned out things. You're not working to get God to move. When you live by faith, you're only launching out because you believe God already moved. It's already done. Let me, let me help you out. I'm not doing something so that God can then go bless me. No, I'm asking God, God, what have you already done? And when God reveals to me what he already did, what he already did, now I go do what he was already done. All I'm doing is doing what's already done. All I'm doing is putting a human alignment with my divine assignment. I'm not moving so that God can move. I'm moving because he already moved. And God is saying, no, I already did this. And when God shows me what he already did for me from the foundations of the world, when God shows me what he already planned for me before I was born, when God reveals to me what is past to him but future to me, I get now to go do what is already done. And so now I'm not doing it to get God to move. I'm doing it because God already moved. I'm doing it because it's already done. And so my faith is just trying to lay hold of God's grace. And where there is no grace, there can be no faith. I can't do something to try to get God to move. I can only move. I'm only authorized to move when I know that he already moved, when He when it's already done. And so if God doesn't give me the revelation of what's already done, I'm not even authorized to go do it. And so I'm only doing it because I believe it's already done. Say amen to that. You got it? You got to learn how to rest in what's already been provided. Number two, to walk with God by faith. Say, I live by faith. To walk with God by faith, effectively, you must learn how to rest in his plans for your life. You must learn how to rest in what is already done. The father expects born again believers to enter into his rest, right? And so, and watch this, to release the pressure to perform. Why do I hate religion? Why I believe God hates religion? Because religion puts a spotlight on you. Religion puts the pressure on you to perform. The religion says, you got to do this. You got to do that. Hey, you make sure you do all these things, right? Dot every I, cross every T. Make sure you show up to church every Sunday. Make sure you, you, you better tithe. If not, you're going to hell. You know, no, stop, dude, like relax. That's crazy. That's not God at all. You don't know the heart, heart of God. Like, like religion is, is putting all the pressure on you to perform to try to get God's approval. You are already approved. Say, I'm already approved. If you're born again, you are already approved. Like, like, so when you make a mistake and newsflash, you will make a mistake because you're not perfect. So when you make a mistake and you will make a mistake, the devil will come and say to you, aha, aha, you made a mistake. See, now you're not worthy of what God called you to do. Well, let me help you out. Look at me. I want to be, I want to be very clear about this. If you do something wrong and the devil says, aha, you're not worthy now to do what God called you to do. Let me help you out. You were not worthy before you did it. Let that sink in. You're not worthy. You were not worthy then. You're not worthy now. You need to get over the fact that you're not worthy. You are not good enough. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm flat out telling you in and, in and of yourself, your own power, your own ability, your own strength, you're not good enough. And until you get over yourself, until you, until you get to the fact that like, I am not good enough and I, and I am already approved and I am the one that God loves and, and God loves me with this unconditional and everlasting love. And when, until you get over yourself, you can never free yourself to be yourself. Come on, man. You got to let go of yourself until you get over yourself. I never said that before and I, I didn't write it down. So I'm gonna have to write this down later. Until you get over yourself, you can never free yourself to be yourself. So you have to let it go. Say, I let it go. You got to let that thing go. God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the call by his unearned and amazing grace. And once God does, watch this. Let me help you out. You can never disqualify yourself from something that you never qualified for in the first place. When you do something wrong and, and, the, and the devil comes and says, you see, 
Now you're not qualified. Well, let me help you out, dude. I wasn't qualified in the first place. I can never disqualify myself from something I never qualified for in the first place. Jesus qualified for me. So when you enter into God's rest, you enjoy, put this in the chat, Jesus qualified for me. Jesus, listen, I'm qualified because of Jesus. I'm not qualified because of me. I'm righteous because of Jesus. I'm not righteous because of me. So when you enter into God's rest, you enjoy a peace that passes all understanding and all reasoning and all explanation. When the world thinks you should be freaking out, here you are camping out in the, in the presence of God. And you're like, you know what? I'm God's beloved. I'm the one God loves. I, 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 you know, God already loves me and, and, and there's nothing I can do about it. God loves me with this unconditional love. God loves me. God made plans for me. God believes in me. God trusts in me. God opens doors for me. God called me. God has given me the grace. God is favoring me. Come on, man. There's nothing I can't do. There's no place. I, all I want to do is what God called me to do. And as long as I'm aligned with my assignment and I'm doing what God called me to do, God is on me and in me and with me and for me. God is living in me. He's giving me the words. He's performing the work. It's all about him. It's not about me. Come on, man. I'm ready. This is the grace life. And I'm convinced that it's how we're supposed to live. You got it? Put in the chat. I live the grace life. I'm living the grace life and it's how I'm supposed to live. All right. Number three, number three, God's peace and rest are available to you today. Say today. God's peace and rest are available to you Today, you can put it in the chat, just put the word today. Today, I'm tapping into peace. Today, I'm tapping into, into rest. God does not just offer you a heavenly rest that will be available to you someday, right? And this is what, what religion does. You know, one glad morning, when this world is over, I'll fly away. Religion, like, you know, uh, uh, there was like this doctrine of escapism that was taught that one day we're just going to be able to escape this present world. And one day I'm going to be able to get to heaven. And one day I'm going to have a mansion in heaven. And one day I'm going to experience God's best. And one day, listen, no, that day is today. Say today. No, 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 no. It's not, I'm not going to live my life meditating and praying for me to get to heaven someday. God wants you to have heaven on earth every day. Put it in the chat. I have heaven on earth every day. If that day is today. I can have heaven on earth every day. This present day, I can appropriate my faith to tap into God's grace. This present day, the writer of Hebrews says, everyone who enters God's place of rest will have rest from their own work. Prior to Jesus, Jesus, prior to Jesus coming, the Jews, they attempted to receive atonement from sin through a series of rituals and routines and rites under the Mosaic law. Because the law was cumbersome, it can never provide true rest, especially rest from their own works. Under the old covenant, the spotlight was on man. And it was like, you have to do all these rituals and rites and wash your hands and go to the laver uh, over here and the altar of incense and then burn this and then do that and make sure you're dressed right and put on a cable toe and then do this. Because if you don't do that right, you could die in the presence of the Lord and then we'll have to pull you out and then make sure you do this. No, stop. That, that the, All of that was designed to show you that you're not good enough. And get over the fact that you're not good enough. I am not good enough. That The law was designed to get man to the end of himself. And I got to the end of myself. I know I'm not good enough. Now I can rest in God's goodness. Learn how to rest. Number four, you must rest in the truth that you are righteous because of Jesus and what he did, not because of you or what you do or what you fail to do. Say, I am righteous. Say it, say it right now. I am righteous because of Jesus and what he did. 
not because of me and what I do or what I fail to do, right? So believers before Christ, they were working for justification. They were working for their justification and intimacy with God. They were doing it by works. Believers today understand that we can never work our way to heaven. Look at me. You can never work your way to heaven. You can never be good enough. No amount of labor could ever make you righteous. None. Like you can never be good enough. You cannot work your way to heaven. You've been declared. Say, I've been declared righteous. Watch this. The, the, the Bible calls it imputed. The righteousness of God was imputed upon us. It's like this transfer. God took a man, Jesus, who knew no sin, and God made him sin. God put our, I took our sin and imputed it on Jesus. And then God took his righteousness and took us who knew no righteousness. And God took his righteousness and imputed it on us. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. So, so I am righteous now. I'm righteous because of Jesus. This righteousness has been transferred to my account. I've been imputed with righteousness and Jesus was imputed with sin. So Jesus took on my sin and I take on his righteousness. And so now as Jesus is, so am I in this world. I am the righteousness of God right now. And because of Jesus, I remember thinking when I was raised religious, I remember thinking I had to work for my salvation. I, I, I was always apprehensive. I was always timid. I was somewhat weary. Uh, and whenever I sin, which everybody sins, by the way, the Bible says, if you claim to be without sin, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. I wearily, whenever I sinned, I messed up. I was asking God, please, God, please forgive me. Please, God, forgive me for, for the sins of commission. Forgive me for the sins of omission. I don't want to die without asking for you, for you to forgive me. Uh, what if I fall asleep and I die while I'm sleeping? Oh, God, I don't want to go to hell. Oh, God, please. Listen, that's not resting in God's finished work. That is not. That's the way I used to live. So that, that is not. When the Father revealed to me through his word and through his spirit that Jesus already paid the price for my sin, that Jesus purchased me with his own blood, that I am now covered with the blood of Jesus, that God sees me as his son, that God sees me as his own, that he filled me with his spirit, that he called me according to his work and purpose. I now serve God, not because I don't want to go to hell. I know I'm not going to hell. I serve God because I love him. I'm not doing something because, oh God, let me make sure I do all these things so that God can bless me. No, no, no. I do it because I'm already blessed. I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm afraid of going to hell. I know I'm not going to hell. I'm not doing it. Why? I'm doing it because I, I can enter into God's rest. God loves me with this unconditional love. I don't know about you, but I'm God's favorite. Say amen to that. All right, number five and finally, I'm going to let you go after this. Last point for today. Not only does God want you to rest in the grace that he's provided for salvation, he also wants you to rest in the grace that he provided for your success. Say, I have grace for success. Put in the chat. There's a grace that's on my life for me to succeed. And Mark, I agree with you. This series is the grace. Of, it's not just this series. Everything I teach is, is about liberating you from your own works. It's about you got to detach, decouple, and disconnect your faith from your performance. And, and until you de detach, de decouple, and disconnect your faith from your performance, you will never be able to believe on the level that God believes about you because you will never be good enough. So you got to free yourself from yourself in order to become yourself. Say amen to that. The same God who calls you to a holy calling, right? Uh, he gave you this holy calling from the foundations of the world. God already knew everything that you would do. So let, let me be clear about something. God knows your thoughts before you think them. God knows your words before you speak them. God knows your actions before you take them. So God knows everything. He knows everything that you would ever do. 
He, he knows everything that you would ever do right, and he knows everything that you would ever do wrong. And guess what? God called you anyway. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, we look at it every day. God saved you and called you not because of your own works, but God called you according to his own purpose and grace. He gave you these in Christ Jesus before the, the world began. And so God's grace is on you to become the man or the woman that God called for you to be. And you, you have to learn how to rest in that grace. The same God that provided you grace for salvation has already provided you grace for earthly success. To access and enjoy the success, we as believers must use our faith. And we cannot rely on our own works. When you pursue success by faith, knowing that it's already done by grace, you can rest from your own works or your own power, your own ability, your own strength, your own goodness. Now, this does not mean, let me be very clear, this does not mean that you will not work because it may mean that you work harder than you've ever worked in your life. It's just that you're not going to be the one doing it. You're not going to be working in your power, your ability, or your strength. It will be God working through you. So if you rely on your performance, your performance will never measure up. Like if this is your performance, here's God's call. Your level of performance will never measure up to the size of God's call on your life. So what you have to do is learn how to die to self, even to the point where you're dying to your limits. So you can be like, forget it. Whatever God, whatever God believes about me is what I believe about me. Even though I've done a million things wrong and I've done more things wrong than I want to acknowledge or remember, God still loves me. He calls me to do these amazing things. So I'm going to believe what God believes about me. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to embrace the grace. I'm, I'm going to walk in God's goodness. And so if you want to maximize your purpose and potential while you're in the land of the living, you can't keep looking at yourself. You got to learn how to rest in your calling. Put this in the chat. I rest in my calling. My calling is up here. My performance is down here. Forget my performance. I rest in my calling. I'm going to, I'm not, God is not going to, I can't bring my performance up to the size of my calling. So God just wants me to bring my faith up to the size of it. I'm just going to have to believe on the level of what God believes about me. And I have to walk in that. I have to rest in the fact that, that God already called me to do it. And what happens is when you die to your limits and you start believing the calling, amazingly, you start to perform on another level, but it's not you doing it. It is the grace of God doing it because at that point, it is the Father living in you. He gives you the words and he performs the work. And then you 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 write. You wake up one morning and you realize that now you're on this level and you're operating on this level, not because of you. You're operating on this level because of God and you're not the one that's doing it. And you can say like, Paul, I am who I am by the grace of God. I worked harder than everybody else, but then again, it wasn't even me. It was the grace of God through me. So now I'm operating on a level that I never saw myself. Man, this is amazing because I'm not the one that's doing it. And so, so all I have to do is get out of the way so that the Holy Ghost can, can operate in me, with me, through me. He will give me the words. He'll perform the work. He will send people to my office. They'll close the door. They'll ask me questions and I'm answering every question. He'll send people to my office. They close the door. They start crying. And then I minister to them. He'll send people to my office or send, set me up to have lunch with somebody so I could pour into them and give them wisdom. And why? Because it's not me doing it. And now, I, before I saw myself down here, but now I'm way up here. Why? Because I'm not the one that's doing it. It's God that's living in me, through me, with me, for me. I learn how to rest. I'm working and resting at the same time. I'm resting and working, and I'm not taking on any pressure to perform. All I'm doing is living like Jesus lived. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say what you ever want, whatever you want me to say. I'll do whatever you want me to do when I get there. My life is not about me. My life is all about him. Let's close this message out. 
with a declaration of faith. Put it in the chat. My life is all about him. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. Now, you sent your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus knew no, no sin. He was made sin for me that I might be made the righteousness of God by faith. So you declared me righteous because of what Jesus did when I accepted Jesus as Lord. I received that righteousness by faith, knowing it was provided by grace. I did nothing to cause you to want to send Jesus to die for me. You just did it because you love me. So I now access your grace with my faith. I rest from my own works. I know I've been delivered from hell. Since I've been delivered from the worst possible thing that could ever happen to me, I have nothing to fear. Fear and Satan have no power over me. Not only did you provide me grace for salvation, but you provided me grace for earthly success. So I use my faith to access your grace. My success does not come with more trying. My success comes with more dying. I die to self, live by faith, and I access everything you want me to access. I do this with no worry, no fear, and no stress because I'm not the one who's performing. It is you, Father, living in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Listen, you know what? Like, I want you to be a success. I started this series on success eight weeks ago, and I hope that you're enjoying it, but I hope that you're learning that for you to be a success, it's not about you. For you to be a success, it's not about you working harder or earning everything by the sweat of your brow. It's about learning how to rest in God's finished work, learning how to rest in what God has already provided. If you're not getting my notes, and I give you my notes for free, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, and put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. We are the just, and the just shall live by faith. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. 
go to rickpina.co and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.